Hello and welcome to another edition of The Stew with JT Brew. We've got our hockey edition, the NHL Around the Ice. On this segment, we're going to bring you a new new little segment we talked about. It's called 32 and 32. We're going to do a quick hitter episode, all 32 teams in 32 minutes. A little gambling, a little fantasy, a little real-life hockey, just talking about a little bit of everything in there, rapid-fire style. Stick with us. You're in The Stew. Uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing, racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery of the leaderboard. Quite obviously not a scrub to start an institute. Make evaluations like a commissioner do. It's to the point your wife make you watch in their different room. Update your roster and pick and choose when you get some news. Not much that we enjoy more than sifting through sifting through new statistics to make it to our end zones through different groups. Universities, institutes, down to homies who clicking groups. I introduce Hey, Toast, how you doing? Uh, thanks for joining me. Another uh, Wednesday night talking some hockey action. Yeah, it doesn't get any better in this, JT. The only thing that can bring us down tonight is the fact that there's only two games in the NHL going on. And the third game got canceled, Blackhawks at Sabres, uh, because of the bad weather in Buffalo. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll pick up the pace for him tonight. Uh, we're gonna have a good show. Yeah, you got a got a little toast takes uh, gambling out there tonight. Who you who are you looking at tonight? What do you got going? Yeah, with such a small slate, uh, I decided to go ahead and uh, do something I normally don't do. I, I did a five leg same game parlay, uh, and uh, I picked the uh, the Florida game versus Detroit. So the the Wings were actually visiting Florida. Um, wings are short with Patrick Kane not in the lineup tonight. Uh, Florida's really been hot of late. So, and especially guys like Reinhardt and guys like Verhage and stuff. So I decided to go ahead and go Sam Reinhardt, anytime goal. Guess what? First goal scorer. We'll talk about Reinhardt here in a bit. Got it. On fire. Uh, Kachuk, another guy uh, on fire as well with an assist. That's hit. Uh, I got the Panthers on the money line. That's looking good so far right now. They're up 2-1 going in the third. And they're going to be in on a power play. Uh, and, uh, I got Reinhardt at two and a half shots on goal. He's at two. He's missed the, sh- the goal like three times. I'm very confident he'll get there. And I need that Carter Verhage assist. Uh, if that actually does, it'll hit it plus 625. It'll be a good night. Bam. That would be uh, fantastic. Let's, uh, hope that hits. Uh, let's just jump into it. The little new segment we talked about 32 and 32. We're going to go through every team, uh, a little quick hitters here for you guys. So let's start off Anaheim mighty ducks. Yeah, JT, uh, 31 points uh, this this year for the Ducks, uh, fourth worst in an AHL. Um, did get some news today that uh, Leo Carlson's going to uh, not be on load management anymore this season. Uh, they're going to go ahead and just, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, take the cuffs off, let him go ahead and have at it. And uh, this would be normally a guy that would definitely be in a top two or three um, in the, uh, the uh, Calder Trophy. But you may see him actually come up in that because of Bernard's injury. Uh, and he's going to slide into a spot where Trevor Zegers usually has, but Zegers is injured. Uh, he's been often injured. His injury is going to keep him out for some time. And guys like Troy Terry and Rocco Gudis are actually picking up the pace. So Anaheim's doing what they're supposed to do. And um, honestly, they're rebuilding for the future, and I like their pieces. Yeah, they they got off to a, a little bit better start than we thought they would, but they've kind of settled back out kind of where we thought they would end up uh, this year. Uh, nice to see Leo going to get back out there. Like you said, with Bedard going down with injury, might give him a chance to jump in there in kind of that rookie of the year. Uh, how about Arizona? 
Yeah, uh, four points uh, from a playoff spot. Arizona's uh, rounding out to be a pretty good team. Uh, this may not be their year this year, but man, they are turning in the right direction. We've talked about ad nauseum of their issues with their stadium, their issues with ownership and so on. But man, they got some really nice pieces on the ice. Uh, they even got uh, younger guys like Maselli and Jack McBain. Uh, you know, Keller's doing what he's supposed to do. But the one player I actually want to just talk about briefly here, uh, Connor Ingram and goalie. He has found a home, man. Ingram's been really, really good for Arizona. I believe he's in a top 12, 13 goalies in all fantasy scoring. He's a volume starter as well. And uh, so that may be a guy that you can go out there and get um, off the waiver wire, especially in those uh, leagues that aren't that deep, maybe the 10-team leagues. And give Connor Ingram a chance. I mean, they don't really have anybody else that are leaning on him, and I really like what he's done. Yeah, how about uh, the Boston Bruins, a team that I've been able to jump on a few times or been winning like crazy, but it feels like they've been burning me on bets lately. Uh, what about where are the Bruins at right now? Uh, we talked about it before the season started, uh, JT. Uh, second best record in NHL. They're doing it with their culture is what they're doing. We were concerned with all the losses they had in the offseason and the shuffling of the lines and uh, the new faces, but they really haven't lost a beat. 61 points. Again, second best in AHL. Uh, Pass is doing what he normally does. He's getting close to 30 goals already. He's on pace for in the 50s, like he always does. Brad Marchand actually bounced back after uh, starting the season off on a short IR stint after a an offseason injury slash um, a surgery. And uh, really, he's having one of his best years. He's been fantastic. Uh, they're going with that two-goalie tandem. Um, and uh, I really... Uh, uh, came out and actually picked the the uh, the Vezina winner from last year, Linus Olmark. Um, and honestly, that's kind of really been a mistake on one of my leagues because Jeremy Swayman has been every bit as good as Olmark, and if not better, and there's really a 50-50 timeshare going on right there. So um, those are the players I really want to talk about with Boston, but it really starts with those two guys, Pasta and Marchand. Uh, Zaka's getting a little bit of a benefit from that, but again, um, uh, in the deepest of leagues, he would actually be a really, really good value pick to have. Uh, but in those shallow leagues uh, where you only have 10 teams, you got to have you got to concentrate on getting one of those goalies. Yeah, those goalies, I, I mean, it's hurting you in fantasy perspective. But, man, I think that's going to help Boston long term for the season. The fact that they got two guys playing really well and, and there's no drop off from either guy. They've, they've both been solid all season. How about the Buffalo Sabres? We know the weather's been awful up there lately. Like you said, the game canceled tonight. People have been uh, no travel up there. It's been a mess. What about the Sabres, uh, Sabres unit? A very disappointing season. Uh, seven points from a playoff spot. But that doesn't seem like a whole lot of points. They got five teams in front of them. It's uh, going to take a lot, if not a miracle, for them to make the playoffs. Uh, they've been dealing with injuries all year. Tage Thompson was out a, whole, a heck of a long time. Um, you know, Tuck's actually been out for some time. Now Skinner's actually on the IRR. He's actually been out for a week and a half already. So it just it just seems like they're taking turns with their big guns getting injured, and they can't really catch a break. Um, their goaltending is not what they thought it would be, JT. Uh, Devin Levi and also Uka Pekalukkanen, who's a young goalie. They really haven't been steady. They've been shaky at best. I do like UPL a little bit better than Levi. Levi's going to be their goalie for the long term. But the one guy on their team that's really tearing it up and actually has not missed a beat, and that's, that's, uh, that's Rasmus Dahlin. 
one of your keepers in our home league. Um, he may be having his best uh, year he's ever had. And uh, so uh, where they would be with that dollar I have no idea. They'd be, they'd be a lot less than seven points after a playoff spot. Yeah, they just seem like a snake-bitten team this year. It's just like everybody came in with high hopes, and it's just everything that can go wrong is going wrong for them. Darlene, like you said, the one bright spot. He has just been fantastic. I know me and you talked about a trade in our home league with him. You wanted him from me. I just I couldn't. I couldn't let him go. He's just been so good. I was like, I got to keep him. I got to hold him. He's just been such a good defensive player. And not even that, but in fantasies, fantasy wise, he has just been scoring points. He's been great uh, as that number one, number one defender. So I just couldn't give him up. But yeah, it seems like Buffalo just snake bitten this year. How about the Carolina Hurricanes? Uh, Carolina is not what they used to be in years past. Uh, Carolina has actually done it with defense. They've done it with a goaltending. Uh, they will just, uh, beat you to death between the blue lines, um, and play that slow down game. And really it hasn't been there for them this year, but, uh, given that they're still in the top three in the Metro division, they're in a playoff spot. Um, they, they spent some time at the beginning of the season without Andre Sveshnikov. And when he's come back, man, he has been a ball of fire. Sveshnikov and Aho, them two guys together have absolutely tore it up and they're carrying the team. Um, and, and despite the bad defensive play, uh, Brent Burns has been a huge disappointment both on the ice uh, uh, and, and hockey as well as in fantasy and their goaltending, which has always been a staple for them, man. It has been very, very shaky at best, and they're relying on a uh, young goaltender by uh, Protekov, and uh, I believe he even has a minor injury at this time. But uh, So things are a little bit different in Carolina. I don't expect them to do a whole lot come playoff time. Um, I think it's going to take a lot for them to hold that spot if they continue to play like this. And uh, um, somebody else is going to overtake their spot. Yeah, for me, betting-wise, I always looked at Carolina. I was like, I'm always looking at the under first. Under yes. goals because they're going to play tough D. The goal team is going to be there. And you've been actually been able to get some decent numbers on the over because they haven't been uh, the team that people expect them this year. So it's one of those you look at them and you keep thinking that because that's who they've been culture-wise for so long, but it's just not who they are this year. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, what about the Calgary fr- uh, Flames? Excuse me. Yeah, the Flames were uh, left for dead. I don't know if you remember that, JT, mm-hmm. about two, two yeah, and a half absolutely. weeks ago. They were left for dead. Uh, this team uh, was an absolute disaster. Guess what? They're 10 and four in the last 14 games. They're just outside of the playoffs. Big reason for that. Blake Coleman has been a, he's been on fire uh, over the past three weeks. Uh, I, I put him in a parlay bet last night, Blake Coleman to score a point. He gets another goal. Um, he's actually been a goal machine of late. Uh, uh, Igor Sharangovich has actually been helping him out quite a bit as well. Those two guys have been carrying that team. And guess what we actually have, JT? We got a spotting of Jonathan Huberdeau. Oh, Huberdeau. he's alive. He's yeah, there. He's alive. Yeah, we, we all left him for dead. And he is now, if you look back at Huberdeau's numbers in the last two weeks, he's looking more like Huberdeau. He's starting to actually figure it out. And they're 10 and 4. Everybody was thinking, boy, are they going to be, they're definitely going to be sellers at the deadline. There's been talk of Elias Lindholm. Uh, he's actually on the last year of his $4.85 million deal. It's somewhere around there. I think that's the number. Um, and uh, so they're looking to actually move him. There's been talk about moving the goalie Jacob Markstrom as well. Now you got to be thinking, what's Calgary thinking? What do they really think they actually have here? They're starting to click 10 and 4 in the last 14 games. It'd be interesting what they do with the deadline. Yeah, Hubert is one of those examples of like, just don't, you just can't necessarily give up on a guy. You can't just bail on him. Good. You just never know when a guy's going to get hot when he has that much talent. You know, guys, guys go through streaks. You know, sometimes they just fall apart for a while. But man, he he's definitely starting to look like the guy we remember from the last couple of years. Uh, 
your team, the boys, it's been rough lately. Talk to me about the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, the the most often injured team in the NHL this year, and it's not even close. Um, they uh, at last last week at one point in time for a good week and a half to two week stretch, they had more cap space tied up in in the IR than they did on their roster. Um, and they had thirty three million dollars tied up on the IR that included Connor Bedard and his actually his entry level contract of nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which was not much at all there for. Um, an entry level player, um, and then they end up having um, only 31 million on the active roster, and you know they're they're struggling to hit the the the, uh, the floor, you know, so they actually hit the cap floor. All of that uh, together, it's resulted with them being the second to last league um, in record. But here's where I'll say about the Hawks: over the past two weeks, they have actually beat some cup contenders, um, and they've actually played some other teams unbelievably tough between the blue lines and playing a slow down game. They had this outshot Edmonton the other night. Um, I think they ended up shoot, out shooting them like 21 to 16. They held Edmonton to 16 shots. They're starting to set the uh, culture. They're playing a tough uh, brand of hockey. And they have one valuable player right now that is on their team fantasy-wise with Bedard being out and has to go with Peter Morazic. Uh Peter Morazic, uh, um I expect him to be moved at the deadline. Uh, somebody's going to be desperate. The Hawks will actually retain some money on that contract. Um, they'll eat and they'll get a very, very high draft pick for a guy that's probably not in their future plans, but maybe they won't because maybe the Hawks will decide, you know what? We actually need our team to be somewhat competitive in three uh, periods of ho- each hockey game. And Morassic's the key to that. And it may stunt the growth of their young players. So it's hard to say what they would do, but he would actually definitely fetch a pretty high uh, round draft pick. Yeah. They've, they've actually been tough. If you watch the Blackhawks games, I mean, this is a team, you look at the names on the back of the jerseys, you're like, this team should be be, being blown out every night. Every night they should be getting worked, and they've actually uh, been able to stick with it. Toast, we got a couple comments from our listeners. You're going to love this. Uh, A few of our buddies here asking about our guy. When is the Guffy talk going to start? When's it going down from uh, our buddy Mike? And he says... Guffy not injury prone. Should the Hawks bring him back? Should we go back to Guffy style? This is some of the inside jokes of our friends. We love talk about Guffy and let everybody, the listeners know kind of what our, our buddy Mike is uh, throwing out there. Yeah. So uh, Guffy is uh, no, no other than Eric Gusseson, uh, the former Blackhawk um, and the former, um, I believe the Columbus Blue Jacket at one time as well, and now he's with the Rangers. Eric Gustafson, who scored his fourth goal of the season on Monday night, you know, red hot Eric Gustafson. No, he won't be coming back in the Blackhawks. But, JT, if you remember right, I picked up Gustafson last year off the waiver wires for a $750,000 cap hit in our cap league. And boy, was he a ball of fire last year, man. The guy was phenomenal on the stretch, and he ended up helping us us. win that league. So, uh, um, hey, nothing but love for Gustafson, but no, I won't be touching him this year, and uh, neither will the Blackhawks. Yeah, he, uh, he, our our friend uh, Benny D, that's his favorite guy. He loves Guffy, so we always got to bring up the Guffy talk. All right, on to our next team, Colorado Avalanche. Where are we looking at, at the Avalanche? Uh, it starts and ends with Nathan McKinnon. Uh, McKinnon, uh, to me, he's the Hart Trophy winner if the season would end now, and that's saying a whole lot considering how good Nikita Kucherov's been for Tampa Bay. Uh, McKinnon's actually had a, a a point in, I think, 25 straight home games right now, which is a 
which is a uh, team record. Uh, but here's Robin doing JT every single night. It does not matter what the parlay bet is. I put McKinnon in for assists, and the last two weeks, it's hit every time. Every single time it's actually hit, and I don't see him slowing down right now at all. Um, he's having his best season of his career, which is saying something, considering he's won a Hart Trophy before. He's won a Cup before. So, But I am a little concerned with this Colorado team, and the reason being is they 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 uh, they have Arturi Lekkinen, who's actually been out injured for most of the season, if not all of the season as well. Kalen McCarr is actually injury prone to get banged up, even though right now he's actually, he is tearing it up. Um, and they already had their captain, uh, Gabriel Landeskog, who they say report may come in for the playoffs and actually uh, get that playoff run with him. You and I have him on our dynasty league as well. But yep. I am concerned with a guy like Valerie Nishushkin, who actually has been a better than a point per game player and actually been a mainstay on that top line. He just entered the player assistance program. And when he, uh, you have a player enter the player assistance program, it can be for many different reasons, and we don't have any idea how long it could be either. So uh, Nishushkin owners out there are pretty upset about that, and I'm sure that uh, you know Colorado as well is uh, pretty concerned about their one of their star players uh, being gone to assist McKinnon. Yeah, I, I'm worried about this Avs team. I just feel like it's just like guys are dropping. It just feels like you know they had so much talent and and they seem real thin. Um, if they can't get guys back, uh, man, even though McKinnon's been fantastic, I could see an early, early exit from the playoffs from the abs. It's just, this team's super talented, but it just seems like they're just losing guys and important guys all over the place. So it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of figure that out or, or, or get, get something put back together. Any other thing on this grouping right here, we talked about, it. I feel like we've, we've kind of hit everybody up, feel good about where we're at, ready to move on to our next set. Let's go back. To, let's go to the next eight. All right. Let's talk about the dumpster fire that is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, they're a dumpster fire. Uh, <laughs> you, you said it. There's nothing else to really say. There's nothing to hang your hat on in Columbus right now other than having Adam Fantilli. Uh, their num- the number three pick overall in the draft. And the guy who screwed Mike out of his money last year, um, you know, at, at being the uh, the number two pick in the draft overall. I'm really sorry about that, Mike, if you're still listening. Uh, but uh, um, Patrick Laine and Johnny Gaudreau, who were supposed to be their two leaders and their two mainstays, we've talked about how they've got healthy scratch in the past. They are both having their worst seasons of their career. And I'll tell you, they're not leaders. Uh, the, the leaders should actually be elevating a play of guys around them. And what they're doing is they're actually relying on their young guys like Fantilli to be their best player. And other uh, young guys as well, all the Russians. Uh, uh, you you got a Russian liner led by a guy named uh, Chinikov. And uh, JT, you may not know this, but we also have him on our on our Dynasty League. Uh, we drafted him uh, a couple years back, and he's a 22-year-old forward. He's already got 12 goals uh, in a short amount of time actually playing and not a full uh, um, um, season going on here. They're going to be led by that Russian line. It's actually about a bunch of younger players, young for Russia anyway, and they're not relying on guys like Line and Godreau, which in Godreau, they're, they're, they're tied to him for a very long time in that contract. So again, there's just no light at the end of the tunnel for a team like Columbus. Yeah. For me, you know, you always see guys that, you know, seem like they elevate teams. They, they're, they're the leaders, you know, Lani and Gaudreau to me, those are like, if they're your third or fourth best player, you're in good spot. Yep. Because they're, they're that guy that's going to get you points. They're going to do some stuff behind the scenes. If everybody else takes the lead role, when those are your best players, that's the that's a problem for me. I just don't think those guys can be the best player on a team. 
and well, they can be the best player on the team, but they've shown if they're your best player, they're not going to be, the team's not going to be good. Yeah. And it, it, they don't have they don't have what it takes. I just don't think they have what it takes. And Delaney can't stay healthy. And Gaudreau just really is not capable of actually leading an entire team and carrying a team on his back. He's done it before at Calgary in the past, but for whatever reason in Columbus, it's not working. And uh, he's a shell of himself. Uh, I think he's only pacing for like forty points this year. Th- that's embarrassing for him. Yeah, to, uh, toast. We got a uh, Mike jumping back on. He says he wants his money back. Uh, laughing. I, I, yeah. I thought that was a good bet. I thought you were, you were pretty confident about it. I, I thought that was the, the move. I, I was shocked that he didn't go second and he actually uh, dropped to Columbus at third. He, he should have went second, and Leo Carlson actually jumped in front of him, went second to Anaheim. And uh, still, if you look today, uh, based on all of the, uh, um, the statistics that are actually being uh, displayed, as well as the. Uh, the play on the ice. And also uh, if you look at uh, all of the, uh, the analysts out there and the, the people that are in the know, Fantilli is by far and away the second best pick of that draft. And it's not close. Uh, the fact that he actually went third is again, apologies to Michael. Uh, toast. We're going to get a toast takes bet together for Mike. We're going to win that money back. We're going to yep. get that money back for Mike. We're going to do it. All right. On to our next team, Dallas stars. You love them. I love them. They're our favorite to win it all. Where are we at with our favorite pick to win the NHL Stanley Cup? Yep. Um, and uh, I really think it's going to be them. And I'm still hanging on to my Islanders. Uh, uh, I mean, the Islanders haven't been all that great of late, but man, they play that ugly game. And they we'll talk about the Islanders here in a bit. But Dallas is a machine. Uh, you know, Robertson's now, I think he may be up to 17, 18 goals somewhere around here. Hints actually has about the same amount. And so is Pavelski. They're all within 17, 18 goals of one another. And even top line, and that comes out there and hits you in the mouth. Uh, that second line we talked about with Duchesne and uh, also uh, I think with Sagan and Marchment as well. They're not letting up as well. The only thing that concerns me right now is uh, Jake Ottinger has been a little banged up in, in goal. And then their backup uh, goalie as well, Wedgwood, he's also been banged up. So goalie injuries actually really biting Dallas right now. But I think one through four on the lines are so unbelievably talented. They'll figure out a way. Heck, I picked up Matt Murray off of the uh, waiver uh, for a spot start the other day. Um, I think it was maybe last week. And what does he do? He, he, he pitches a 4 nothing shutout. And the guy actually hasn't uh, started in the league in forever. So that's what kind of team Dallas is. And I don't see them slowing up. Got to throw a little story in here real quick. Had a monster parlay running on Saturday. I'm watching NHL, uh, NFL playoffs, and I look, and I was like, I got to I gotta put it on the hockey game. My girlfriend's like, what's going on? I was like, I got a huge parlay going. I had the Stars going <laughs> against the Blackhawks. <laughs> Again, the Blackhawks playing tough as could be. Blackhawks winning the whole game. I text you toast. I was like, I need the stars, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about your Blackhawks. They tie it up. You're like, oh, they tied it. I was like, I got a minus one and a half. I need, I need something big time. They end up scoring late, going up by a goal. I needed the empty netter. I'm just, I'm up off the couch. I'm standing in front of the TV. I'm like, pull the goalie, pull the goalie. We need an empty netter. Man, they had it. He hits it, hits the post, bounces off. I about fell to the floor dying. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I'm going to lose this. He hit the post. And I think it was 45 seconds, a minute later, there was like less than a minute left in the, in the, in the game. They somehow got the puck and flung one down the ice and scored. And it was Pavelski. Four two yeah. victory ended up covering the one and a half. So then I was just sitting. I, this was a uh, five pick parlay. 
They were number four. Then I was just waiting on the Bruins, who I thought had it done. They were up a goal. All of a sudden, I look up right after that happened, and they let them tie it. It ties. It goes 3-3. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like the Bruins because I I told you they never lose unless I bet on them. I feel like every time I've taken them, they've, they've gone down this year. Let them tie it up. I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm screwed. I'm totally screwed. I can't believe I'm going to lose on the last leg of the parlay, which always happens to me. That's why they call me JT Parlay. <laughs> it's I, I just always lose on that last leg. And then they end up scoring an OT and winning it. My $100 bet brought in $950 on that five-team parlay. I had Carolina in there, Tampa Bay, the Oilers, Stars minus one and a half, and the Bruins. Nice little weekend starter there. Loved it. So big win there. I had to tell that little story about uh, me freaking out about the stars, not taking down the, uh, the, uh, the, the Blackhawks Hesky by Black one and a half. Yeah. As I, as I say, no more, no more, no more one and a half bets against the Blackhawks. Cause they're going to be in it the whole time. Uh, I, 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 I barely pulled that one off, but I was, uh, I was freaking out. It was, it was pretty crazy. Heck, you can probably start getting the Blackhawks at plus two and a half or I get minus 150 almost every single night. And the way they've been playing and keeping games so close and playing that really slow game between the blue lines, you may have to just do the plus two and a half and just ride the Hawks, man. So <laughs> Exactly. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, let's jump on to our next team. My guys, the Detroit Red Wings went through a little bit of a lull after a great start. Where are we seeing the Red Wings right now at this point in the season? They're settling back in. Uh, they're going to be the playoff team. I said they'd be, and uh, they're they're going to be right now. They're the top wild card team in the East, and that's a tough Eastern Conference. All right, it's it's pretty loaded. There's no doubt. Um, I am a little concerned. Uh, Patrick Kane, man, since the Kane signing, Kane has been awesome. All every a point per game player, uh, scoring equal goals and assists. Um, really, you can see he's um, not supplanting Larkin as the leader of that team, but he is a leader in uh, of that team as well. He's injured. Uh, luckily, right now, they're saying it's a lower body injury, and the team is reporting that it's not his hip that was actually kept him out of action, that yeah, he actually uh, th- that he had surgery on, and a very, very tough surgery, may we add you as well. Um, so best of luck to Kaner. Hope Kane actually comes back here in the next week or so and can pick up right where he left off because um, he's been having a really, really good season. And I've been telling people, Kane, health-wise, as long as health's there and health has really never been that big of a concern for him, He's going to be Patrick Kane of old. He looks like it. I mean, he, he's moving around on the ice just like he used to. Nobody loves the game more than Kane, and uh, he's been a point-per-game player. He's been great. But Lucas Raymond's been, in my mind, the best storyline for the Detroit uh, Red Wings all season. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and if you can go out in the Dynasty League and get Lucas Raymond, I would say go ahead and do it uh, for sure and use the guy you should actually covet. Uh, because uh, Raymond's going to be one of those top two players on this team uh, for many years to come. Um, he's in the last year, I believe, of his $925,000 ELC deal. So he's going to be getting paid here, and it will be interesting to see if he just takes the eight-year, like $8 million deal like everybody else is taking, and I think that's what it's going to do. Uh, it's going to take, considering uh, of his age, such a young player in his first contract, he's going to command that type of money in that type of term. So uh, watch out for Lucas Raymond. But uh, if you can if you can target him in leagues and keeper leagues and deep leagues, as well as uh, dynasty leagues, go get him. Yeah, I love Raymond. When they drafted him, I was pumped. I, I loved him. I thought, I was like, man, this is the type of scorer they need. And Toast, empty net goal, won us our, our salary cap league. 
on Sunday night. He got us our empty netter in the late yes. game against the Maple Leaves. Was a big one. It clinched it for us. We were in a we were in a battle. We were down uh, in a league that we have a real strong team, and we were down. And you're like, can we get it done? I was like, Lucas Raymond. Larkin are going to get it done for us. And they did. Larkin got a goal. And then we were just slightly up. The uh, guy we were playing had uh, Mitch Marner for the Maple Leafs. He scored late, got a goal. I was like, oh, I thought we had it. I thought we had a clinch. He scored late, got him in within, I think, maybe a point of us. And then Raymond finished it off with an empty netter. So I love my boy Lucas Raymond. Finished that off for us. It was uh, fantastic. Let's talk about the team that has been all over the place this year, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, <coughs> excuse, <coughs> excuse me, JT, uh, winners of 11 straight. So let me tell you about the Oilers, why I'm kind of liking the Oilers now. I think early on in the season, I said, you know what? The Oilers, they just don't have what it takes. Come playoff time, they're way too top heavy. They're not built on lines one through four to actually win. But here's what the Oilers have actually showed me in this 11 game win streak here. Especially after they started off, I think the uh, you know three nine and one this season. It may even be a little bit worse than that. It was probably bad. This is a team record for winners eleven straight. Think about that. All of those great Edmonton teams of the past, and, and guys like Gretzky and Yari Curry, and I mean the list goes on and on. How great those teams were. They never won eleven straight. They've won eleven straight to team record. Um, but I like the how they're actually winning games because if you go back and look at their last six seven games. They're winning low-scoring games, and that's great for Edmonton. They're winning a 2-1 games, a 3-2 games, and even though, you know, that type of game is usually not the way they like to play. They like to play a high-scoring game. They're getting great goaltending right now from Stuart Skinner. He's won, he's won a whole bunch of games in a row. Young goaltender, 24 years old. So Edmonton showed me in the league something over the last week and a half to two weeks, not only winning, but winning the right way and, and when I say the right way, a way that you need to win come playoff time, they may be finally figuring it out. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the fact that, you know, it seemed like they only could win five, three games, five, four games, six, four games. If yep. they can figure out how to hold down and win some of these two, one games, I think you, we might see a different team in the playoffs. I mean, this Edmund team, uh, man, what a rough start, but it looks like they finally have gotten together. I mean, it's too much talent to hold that team down. I agree with you on that. Florida Panthers, where we got on them? Uh, a top three team in the East. Uh, and uh, a guy uh, or a team really that is led by a surprising player and Sam Reinhart. Remember, uh, JT, I said uh, about three weeks ago on the sell, podcast. Sell, 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 No, don't sell. Oh, man, he's kept it going. He's kept it going. He, he hit another one tonight. That's 33 goals, and I believe this is their 43rd game. Um, so he's on he's on pace right now for high 50s, maybe even cracking that 60 goal plateau. Sam Reinhart, man, he's like the Chris Kreider of last year, scoring 52 goals coming out of the gate, uh, or maybe that would have been a year before. But nevertheless, that's the type of player he is right now, and he carried that team mainly when they really didn't have their legs underneath them early in the season from that long cup run. And with, with uh, Matthew Kachuk, Roy wasn't himself. And now guess who's himself? Matthew Kachuk is scoring in bunches. And you're reaping the benefits of that in our home league, JT. That's another guy I've been taking for an assist every single night. And if you go back and look, he's hit an assist 
almost every single game for some time right now. Um, so I think now Florida finally got their legs underneath them, man. Uh, they got great goaltending with Bobrovsky as well. They're led by Sasha Barkov, and uh, I think they're just now starting to go. Florida's going to be really dangerous moving forward. Yeah, I think the fact that Bob looks like old school Bob is a huge difference for them. He just he looks like the guy that was leading that team a couple of years ago, and now the offense is there with it. So I, I, I mean, I'm the Panthers early on. It looked like they just didn't have the legs after that long run last year. I feel like they're finally getting it back together. I, I'm liking this Florida team. What about the LA Kings? One of the bigger surprises in the league, I think, so far. Yeah, talk about a team that may be losing their legs a little bit, you know, and don't have the legs underneath them. And that may be the Kings right now. They're barely clinging to a top three uh, Pacific uh, division, uh, Pacific playoff uh, spot. JT, they've won one game out of the last 10. They're one, five, and four. Um, so they're going backwards right now. Um, I did go back and look at the schedule for the Kings. This team, this seems to be a really tough stretch in the schedule with some really, really good teams. They're actually have one. Uh, they've lost a lot of those uh, games and one goal games as well. I think in the end, they'll actually be okay, but you got to think in the back of your mind, did the Kings actually come out this season? And this is one season, a little too early for them to be able to put it together in an 82 game span and actually the playoffs as well. It just may be a season too early for them. Yeah, the, the goal teaming was just phenomenal out of the gate, and you wondered, yeah. could they keep that up? I mean, yeah, with guys, like, Colbert, with guys like Talbot, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, come on, like you're right. And that, that's exactly right, JT. Uh, what about the Minnesota Wild? Uh, nightmare. Nightmare season. <laughs> uh, nightmare on Elm Street, man. I'm, no, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. An absolute nightmare. Uh, what's really a nightmare about the M- Minnesota? They got $15 million in dead cap money. And that ain't going away anytime Ouch. soon. For the next two or three seasons, they still got the contracts uh, like Zach Parise um, on on the on the books. I mean, so they are in cap hill. It's been a nightmare season because they have injuries. Uh, the Kaprizov, they had a long term injury to Zuccarello. Uh, they had a long term injury to their their goaltender uh, Gustafson. Uh, another Gustafson, Mike, uh, and also to uh, uh, Matthew Boldy, their young star as well. He was on a shelf for a bit, so. I just don't see Minnesota be on uh, to overcome and actually make the playoffs, even though they're not that far out right now, because it just seems like they're a, a snake bitten and two, just with their cap constraints, it's going to be really, really difficult. So uh, um, Minnesota, eh, not really sure. Uh, but again, if your trade deadline, in your league hasn't really happened so far, they got to be better than what they've been. They have to be better at some point. And I love a guy like Zuccarello. Um, if you can go ahead and trade for him and actually buy low on him um, and and get it get a guy like him and just pray that he's healthy the rest of the year, there has to be better days. I would imagine they have to be better in the second half. What about the Montreal Canadiens? They're a team that they've surprised me so far this year. Boring. Uh, boring team all the way I around. Are, I like mean, I mean, games. yeah, they're a freaking playoff <laughs> bubble. This team, you're like, Hey, right now, JT, this is like the Cleveland Indians on, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, who are these guys? You know, but pretty much that's who they are. Like, who are these guys? But uh, exactly. they're, they're getting good goaltending from Sam Montebo. Uh, Montebo has actually been surprisingly really good and steady for Montreal. Another guy you could actually in those 12 to 14 uh, team leagues 
get him as your goaltender as your number two. Um, he gets the majority of the starts there. Um, he's pretty reliable. I think his uh, save percentage is pretty good. And honestly, again, they're in a playoff bubble. I really can't believe, but um, they're they're twenty uh, they're twenty twenty two number one overall pick in the draft. Uh, Slavkovsky, he's really starting to come on. He's starting to actually figure it out. Um, so, uh, and then they got guys like Caulfield as well. And a, a defenseman is Matheson and they have Nick Suzuki. They got some really young pieces around that mm-hmm. team. And they're actually young. Their stars on that team are actually young. They just don't really have a great supporting cast. And again, they're just a really bland team to watch. Uh, I try to avoid watching Montreal if all possible. I know watching them and then betting against them. I feel like every time I'm like, I look at them and I'm like, it's Montreal. Yeah. They're no good. And then I take the other team and then Montreal stay, sticks in it, plays close or wins. And I'm like, ah, it's, it's so frustrating. So I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to avoid Montreal on the betting line. I don't want to bet against them. They're boring. They feel like they should lose every night and then they don't. Uh, so I, I've been avoiding uh, the Canadians. Uh, what about uh, Nashville Predators? Uh, they're in a wild card spot in the West. Uh, and really, it's uh, a couple unsung heroes. Uh, you got uh, Ryan O'Reilly, and O'Reilly has been nothing short of spectacular all season long. Came out of nowhere to really be uh, that that number two to Philip Forsberg. They get Forsberg a little bit of a supporting cast other than just Roman Yossi. And Forsberg, I'm sure, actually appreciates because O'Reilly has been awesome. And over the last month, a guy in the name of Gustav Nyquist. I believe Nyquist is the old Columbus Blue Jacket. Hey, he uh, was on the Red Wings before that. Yeah, on the, the Red, Red Wings Wing. before. He's been a guy I picked up two weeks ago in our home league, man, and I don't regret it. I don't want to be dropping him anytime soon either. Um, he has been scoring and scoring in bunches as well. And it's a good thing to have, JT, because right now, UC Saros has been nothing but just average at best this year. The only reason he's a top five goalie in our home league right now is because if his volume starts, he gets a lot of starts or whatnot, but he, I think he's 17 and 16 with a 302. And that's not UC Saros, we actually know. So he hasn't been all that great, but yet Nashville scored a lot more goals. They went out in the offseason this year, and uh, with a uh, with a new general manager, they made a concerted effort to get faster on the ice everywhere. And with even younger guys like Luke Evangelista uh, as well, they have definitely got younger. They have definitely got faster, and they have older veterans like O'Reilly to help uh, steer the ship while they actually get there. So uh, I like what Nashville's doing. Yeah, Saros has been a little bit disappointing, but at least for fantasy-wise, he still is getting you points. So you got to love that, even though he hasn't been what you thought he would be as far as being a rock back there, but he's still getting you some points. Here's another team we I I feel like we discuss all the time, a team (laughs) I liked, you liked. It just seems like they can't get it all together is the New Jersey Devils. Uh, the, the devils have been stake bitten by injuries, uh, and the devils have also been stake bitten by just awful goaltending. Uh, they're relying on a guy like named Nico Dawes. And I picked up Dawes, uh, tonight and guess what? They lost at home to the Canadians of all teams. We just discussed that. Like I said, that's why they quit taking the Canadian, uh, quit betting against the Canadians. Yep. Yep, and, and Slavkowski had another goal scored, and uh, Dawes ended up having, let's see, it looks like he had uh, 22 out of 25 saves. Just figured I'd take a stab in the dark, thinking the Devils may win tonight and actually steal a win and another three points in our home league. What well, didn't happen, uh, because guess what? They've been relying on guys like uh, Schmidt and also guys like Vanishek, 
and that ain't going to work. New Jersey's going nowhere this year. Um, and, and they had such an unbelievably hot start coming out of the gate and just lit the world on fire. Uh, they've now since uh, really had off and on injuries to Jack Hughes. He's week to week right now. Timo Myers actually week to week as well. He wasn't doing anything anyway. Jesper Bratt's been that one player on their team that's been their rock and has been the one constant on that team. Um, so, and he's a 25-year-old forward. Another guy who actually didn't draft in our Dynasty League, JT, but I actually drafted the Dabra Hockey um, Dynasty League there. And, uh, man, I had a I'm, – I'm in first in that league out of 18 teams in, the, in that league, and it's an inaugural season. And Jesper Bratt's a big reason why. He's been phenomenal. Yeah, with the Hughes injury crushing me at home league uh, that he's been out, um, I think I'm finally out on the Devils. I, I just think gotta there's be. no way. I think there's just no way this year. I think they're just done for. I think they're going to just have to pack it in, regroup for next year, figure out the goalie situation. I had high hopes they, they would get it together eventually. I just I think it's over for them. So I agree with you on that. How about the team that you, you kind of liked? You, you started, you know, we talked about our midway through uh, the year show um, that you liked them to make a run this year. How about the New York Islanders? Well, how about them? They were sitting really, really pretty about two, two and a half weeks ago when I anointed them as my favorite to actually come <laughs> out of the East. Since then, they've been nothing but garbage, four and eight in their last 12. Of course. Uh, I mean, so of course, it's my fault, uh, you know, that I actually did that. But <laughs> the Islanders, Again, they're still doing uh, what they were doing in the early part of the season when they were winning games. They play a close game. Um, and this year, they have an offense to actually back up their good defense and goal tank. And that still hasn't changed yet. All right. And we know, again, the Islanders right now, they're still in a pretty good spot. They're only a couple of games out of a playoff spot. We're only halfway through the season. And this is a team who has plenty of veterans on that team. They got unbelievably great goaltending. Um, so I still expect them to be there in the hunt at the end. That's a team. If they can just make it, if they can just make it in, I would not want to play them at all, man. Uh, they're gritty. Um, again, they do it well in the back end. They got really good goaltending and that's a team that could be super sneaky in the playoffs. And actually before you know it, they're in the cup finals. Um, so they're relying on guys right now. Like finally, like an older veteran like Anders Lee is actually coming forward. I believe he's got 13 or 14 goals. Uh, you got Brock Nelson. You got Kyle Palmieri. All of these guys that are veterans at the 30-year-old mark or whatnot, they're carrying that team right now. And you got young stars kind of around them like you know, Matt Barzal. Bo Horvat's actually been really, really good all year. So, And you got um, – um, oh, geez. Anyway, you, they, get, they got Dobson, right, the great defenseman as well they got enough talent to actually get it done. So uh, I'm not too worried about the Islanders, especially being four and eight in a lot 12. Who cares? They're going to make it. Yeah. We got some comments from the listeners. We got Gail saying, who are these guys? And then saying they're phenomenal. Well, we appreciate it, Gail. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, hopefully. Yeah, who's this Gail uh, guy, good, you know, yes, Gail, I mean, he'll bring the uh, good geez. hockey content to you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so uh, that, that's my that's my brother Gail, and uh, he's really got <laughs> back into hockey this year. And uh, I think I'm going to maybe try to squeeze his uh, find a spot for him to be able to squeeze in our home league next year as an expansion team. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get Gail in there. We're gonna get, get him moved in. He's been in our uh, home uh, fantasy football league for years. Well, with JT, you, so. this 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 32 and 32 is hard, man. I mean, where's the bartenders at? I'm already empty. I, I know. It's like it's like, hey, we got to have somebody, uh, you know, uh, yelling at the barkeep to, to to get me one, yeah, right? I mean, 
to yell uh, at my wife. Come on. We're we're uh, we're uh, moving through. We're on by after this. So next uh, New York team, we're going to the Rangers. They were my pick uh, coming out of the East. I I really have been on the Rangers lately. I just I've loved everything they've been doing. Uh, where do the Rangers sit right now in the Metro? I think the Rangers are just biding their time right now. They're just kind of hanging out. They're just toying with teams. They're the top in the Metro division right now. They may have actually, if you look at it, they may be 500 over the last two weeks or so. I really don't think it makes a difference to the Rangers. They're going to be there in the end. There's almost like a cat kind of just pawing a little bit of food, and they actually know they can eat it whenever they want, and, and that's what they're doing. Um, and I like the fact that they have a guy like uh, Vinny Trocek and guys like Chris Kreider. They've now got hot to be able to actually supplement with our Timmy Panarin's actually done. And Trocek right now has 43 points in 43 games and Kreider's already hit the 20 goal mark. So now Panarin all of a sudden has been able to get some help. And aside of from Mika Zibanejad actually having a slow start to the half of the season, he hasn't even played his best hockey yet. So um, New York Rangers actually be fine. Uh, they're, they're built to go deep in the playoffs. Uh, how about moving on to another team that has absolutely struggled, been under, you know, have just not not lived up to expectations whatsoever, the Ottawa Senators? Um, I won't say dumpster fire because they have so much talent on that team um, offensively, and they got some good defensive players as well. They have zero goaltending. I mean, when I say zero, zero. No goaltending at all. Um, I believe they're actually letting up a the, the second most goals in the entire league, and I believe they're actually way up there in scoring. I mean, so they just need a little bit of help on the back end defensively. They got defensemen who can score, but they don't have any defensemen, uh, you know, one through six that can really actually shut down, and their goaltending is actually nowhere to be found. Brady Kachuk's still a machine. Uh, he's still doing it night after night after night. Tim Stutzley is a guy who I'm actually still point per game. But that's only because he has a million assists. He hardly has any goals at all. He's been a huge disappointment for me. Um, they got guys like Batherson. That's actually been really, really good. And I really actually like with the old guy, Claude Giroux. Man, Giroux's actually been awesome for Ottawa. For some a fantasy perspective, offensively, Ottawa still bangs, man. They're still great. You can actually still get a lot of points out of them. But, man, in the NHL, for wins and losses – this team, it's not. I think they're 14 and 21. It's embarrassing for a team that's like this much talent on there. There's no reason for it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. What about the Philadelphia Flyers? Uh, story of the league so far, um, in my opinion. Uh, 24, 14, and 6. Uh, the coming out party this year for uh, Travis Konechny. Uh, I think uh, John Torrella come in there and he kind of straightened out that uh, straightened out that franchise that had a whole lot of young talent be because mainly they were bad for a few years and was able to actually pile up on draft picks and actually really stockpile that farm system. And Tortorella's actually got the most out of Connecty. And I think Tortorella has actually come out and said, Connecty's going to be the captain of that team. Um, uh, and uh, really, he's got a supporting cast with guys like Joel Farabee, who I picked up in our home league like three weeks ago, and I'm not going to be dropping Farabee anytime soon. Uh, Joel Farabee's been awesome. He has been awesome. Um, and even guys like Sean Couture, who's been banged up a little bit recently. You got Connecty, Farabee, and Couture. They've been scoring together in bunches. You know, those three guys actually all scoring and complement one another. Love the fact that Philadelphia went out and actually stole, in my opinion, Jamie Drysdale away from Anaheim because Gutter Cotier, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but that's his name. Cutter Gutter, uh, Gauthier, Gauthier, nevertheless, yeah. yeah, said, 
I'm not going to play for Philadelphia. Philadelphia tried to get in touch with him during the World Juniors. He avoided them. He was their draft pick. And guess what? Tortorella and the front office, uh, um, uh, Jones in the front office said, you know what? We don't want you. If you don't want to be here, we don't want you either. And they turned around and actually traded that pick and get a guy like Jamie Drysdale. Now he's actually their number one power play quarterback, and Drysdale fits in perfect with them. I love what Philadelphia is I thought that was a great move. I saw Philly fans real upset about Gavier, but I, I, I'm i like, man, they. I, I saw that trade. I was like, they got Drysdale? I was like, he's, he's young. Young. I was, like, I was like, I love that move for them. <clears throat> Yeah, they got uh, they Philly. got their mainstay. They got their yep. mainstay at uh, at defense. Uh, and I jumped on the Flyers a little cross sport bet on Monday night. Monday night football, I took the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Philadelphia Flyers a little plus three forty parlay, two team parlay. Knocked that one out of the park. So that was a nice little bet I got there. I've been liking the Flyers. You've been getting decent money on them with how hot they were. I got them at minus one fifteen. I, I loved it. So I, they're they're a nice, a nice team. I can say if you're looking at, I don't think everybody's caught up to the Flyers yet. You can still get some pretty good odds on them uh, betting wise. How about the Pittsburgh Penguins? Uh, Penguins are borderline playoff team, um, and and mainly because of Sidney Crosby and how great he is. He's still great. He's still, still got, around, he's, still killing it. Twenty five goals this season. The guy is actually on pace to close to fifty goals. Uh, he's. Well, that's why he's a top 15 to 20 player of all time, and maybe even a little bit higher than that. Um, and um, he, he's nothing short of amazing. Um, I would say that uh, he has actually carried that team. Uh, they've been inconsistent play from guys like Gensel. Russ has actually been injured for most of the season. Uh, you know, Latang and Carlson really have never got going for the most part as a tandem, and especially taking turns on that power play. And Evgeny Malkin is such a streaky player right now. He's actually on the back half of his career. Um, Latang assists of late. He's been scoring assists like crazy. Uh, that's been great. And I believe Tristan Jari, their goaltender, has really done a nice job. So uh, uh, Pittsburgh. Um, uh, oh, another guy. You actually want to go out there on the, on the waiver wire, just remembered, and try to uh, get him. Pick up Ricard Raquel. Uh, Raquel has actually been playing with Crosby, and Raquel is actually having a resurgence here and has found a, a nice home there in Pittsburgh. He's a guy who can be had in the waiver wire. You should get, go take a look at him. Uh, let's talk about the San Jose Sharks. My roommate, freshman year at San Diego State, was a gigantic Larry Keekler was his name. Haven't talked to him in quite a few years, but he was a gigantic San Jose Sharks fan, was from San Jose. Tell me about the Sharks. Well, I'm sorry, Larry. Uh, they suck. They suck really bad. Uh, they're, they're the worst team in the NHL. Uh, but, um, you know, again, that's by design. That's by design that they're going to be that bad. Um, so um, right now, I believe they're going to be major trade deadline sellers. The only problem is going to be they're going to want to be sellers. They don't have a lot to sell. Um, all of their pieces are young players they really don't want to get rid of and or they're older players with, uh, you know, not the best contracts. I do think a player that will be moved is Anthony Duclair because Duclair's moved every year. Uh, every single year, Duclair. It's like everybody moved. trades him. Yeah, he he plays for a different playoff team every single year, whether it's the Panthers, whether it's the Leafs. I mean, every single season, Duclair's on a different team. And this is no different. He'll be moved again. That's what he, This is how bad it is in San Jose right now. And again, kind of by design, only two guys over 20 points scored the entire season. So what is there else to say about San Jose? 
there's really nobody else, maybe other than Fabian Zetterlin, that you would actually have on your your uh, your roster. And that's got to be in deep leagues, like 14 uh, team leagues, if you're going to go and roster him. Um, and, and of course, Tomas Hurdle. Um, but other than that, there's nobody else. The little sharks news for me. I keep betting against them minus one and a half because you have to because it's always like minus four hundred, minus three fifty. The odds are just so terrible, and I can't ever get that extra empty net goal. I'm starting to look. I'm like I'm gonna have to start take the under in San Jose games, or I'm gonna have to look and see if I can take San Jose team points under because yeah, they do not score a lot of points, but man. They've lost a lot of one goal games where I'm like, I got them at minus one and a half. And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm waiting for them to get blown out. And they just don't always get blown out, even if they get worked the entire game. So that's one of those I'm going to have to make a slight adjustment on the uh, gambling style there. Uh, What about Seattle Kraken? Uh, Seattle Kraken have found their way, um, just like last year when they were, you know, only the second, they were only their second uh, year of existence. Uh, you know, they were so unbelievably good, um, had a tough start to the year this year, but they found themselves. They, they were recently winners of eight straight, and I think they've, they've won 10 out of the last 14 games. So they're the second hottest team in the NHL behind Edmonton. Uh, and it's really mainly because their best player, Jared McCann, has actually started to get it going. Um, and he's actually brought over guys like Oliver Borkstrand and Jaden Schwartz as well to go with him. Those three guys have actually just been on fire. It's probably one of the, the three or four top trios in the league over the last three weeks. They've been that darn good. Um, and I recently traded for a goalie, a Joey Decord, um, in our home league for a 13th round draft pick. Thank you very much, Aaron Tomatich. Um, and, uh, you know, that 13th rounder will actually help you out as well. But nevertheless, the court was a guy, I believe, that actually won eight straight starts. So now I'm actually rolling out a, a trio of Demko, of Saros, and also the court in that league. And I'm kind of liking the way it's looking moving forward. So uh, um, don't – the one guy I'm really disappointed with, though, is Matty Berniers. I thought Berniers would actually kind of find his way in that group of three and make it a, and, and make it a four uh, a four-player – you know, kind of uh, where they're all kind of all getting together and actually scoring a whole lot of points. And it just, from a fantasy perspective, it hasn't happened for Berniers yet. And at this point, you got to think, will it? You know, because really, he's only got maybe 19 points all year in like 45 games. And he was so much better than that last year when he ended up winning the Calder. What about the Blues? They, they're the team that, you know, they're in a lot of games. They they play tough, but it just doesn't seem like they got enough. Uh, they won't make the playoffs. And I say that mainly because I don't like the Blues, uh, but also, too, uh, they're a minus 15 in the goal differential. I can't believe they're 21, 19, and 2. Um, I, I'm shocked, too. They're the team, like, every time I watch them, I'm like, I don't think this team is very good, but it seems like they're in a lot of games. Yep. Uh, they got bad contracts on that team. Um, I'm not really sure if they're rebuilding or if they're actually – um, going for it, you just really don't know what their formula is. If I'm a Blues fan, I'm really confused on what's happening here. Um, you know, th- they got uh, they got Thomas, who's had a really really good season after signing a really big contract, um, and Jordan Cairo as well. Um, that's really come on in the last month. Besides those two, there's nobody in my mind that's serviceable that I would even have on a fantasy roster. Um, maybe maybe Bushnevich. Other than that, there's just nothing else. Uh, I'm just kind of avoiding St. Louis if I can altogether. Mainly, again, A, because I hate him, and B, it is what it is. They're just not very good. Yeah. What about the Tampa Bay Lightning? Uh, clinging to that last spot in the Eastern Con- or in the Western Conference. They're, I'm sorry, the wild card there in the East. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, JT. And, uh, no, uh, 
they they uh the Kucherov. Uh, I did write down his stats here. Uh, 28 goals, 44 assists, 72 points in 43 games played. He's on pace for nearly 150 point pace. And again, Beast. you would think that that's enough to get the Hart Trophy, but. Nathan McKinnon's just doing just as much, if not more. And he may not it's score be a battle. goals. It's going to be a battle. It's got to be those two right now. Now, if Edmonton comes out and McDavid just goes absolutely bonkers like we know he could, he's the only other guy who could get in that MVP race. But really right now, and I think throughout the rest of the season, it's McKinnon or it's Kucherov. And they're both going to have to keep the pace of what they've done in the first half. Um, one player I like in Tampa Bay, Brandon Hagel, and his versatile play. They've moved him up and down the lineup. He's been on power play one, off power play one to power play two, and he's still actually producing. He's near a point-per-game player. Young player, he's played for the Hawks. He's 26 years old. Um, love Hagel. Um, Tampa Bay, I'm just not sure what to think about them. I expect them to be a lot better than what they've been. I'm not sure. What about the Toronto Maple Leafs? They uh, finally gave my boy Nylander the monster contract we thought was coming. What else is going on there with the Leafs? Yeah, they gave him such a monster contract, JT, of $11.5 million over eight years that uh, I had to go ahead and, and churn in our Dynasty League, shed some salary. Maybe go ahead and I moved Devon Taves from Colorado and uh, and got a uh, a got a, a draft pick in return there, a second-round pick. We went ahead and ate some of that money, but – he has a seven and a half million dollar deal. Um, uh, Dave's has uh, going into next season. That's going to start. We don't want that contract. Uh, so we're making room for Nylander because he's that damn good. But Matthews is going to hit 70 goals. I just think he's going to do it. Um, but the problem is going to be is they're not going to make any noise in the playoffs again. Because again, they don't have the goaltending. They don't have the defense. It's the same story with Toronto year in and year out. They're going to light the lamp a, a million times. They're going to have a really, really good regular season. They're going to go through these funks mm-hmm. where they actually lose the teams they shouldn't be losing to, and they are not built for the playoffs. So they're not going to make any noise. They feel like that super fun regular season team. Like if they were an NBA team, they're scoring like 130 a night. But then yep. you're like, once they get the playoffs, they're like, they're going to be toast. You're like, yeah, it's, it's awesome right now. It's super fun. They got a ton of talent. They're hitting threes everywhere. They're scoring goals everywhere. But once they get the playoffs, you're like, this team's not going to be able to hold it down when it gets that nitty gritty playoff hockey. Yeah. It just, it, I think Leeds fans are in for a disappointment again, which sucks for them. But man, so much talent on that team. What about just, the surprise for me, I I did not see this coming at all. Vancouver Canucks, man, they have been lights out this year, way better than I thought they would be. Yeah, it's no surprise with guys like JT Miller and Elias Pettersson actually just going off, and uh, they've continued to do that all season. Uh, the biggest surprises to me have actually been uh, guys like Brock Besser. And Besser, again, is a guy like Reinhardt, who you expected him to go ahead and fall off on Florida, and he hasn't. So I can't expect that uh, Bressler's going to fall off. He's up to 26 or 27 goals on the season. That would be another guy I would go ahead and target if you can go ahead. And it's going to be a buy high, but nevertheless, especially in a dynasty league, because he's young. Uh, He's a guy that the Blackhawks were actually rumored to be interested in and actually try to go after. Now I'm pissed they didn't do it. Um, But uh, they also got guys like uh, uh, Morrissey, a defenseman who's actually been solid all year. And I already mentioned kind of what Patrick Demko's done this year. Demko's been lights out. He's been, besides Connor Hellebuck, he's been the best going in the league. Um, so Vancouver, 
I love them with Quinn Hughes on the back end there as well. His ability to actually score, uh, lead the team there as well. Um, I think Vancouver is finally built after their disappointing first half of last year to really make a deep playoff run. I love Vancouver. Yeah, what about the Vegas Knights? I got off to a just unbelievable start. They were hot, hot, hot. It seems like they're finally cooling off. Yeah, it's concerning uh, because they've actually haven't been able to stay healthy at the goaltending position all year uh, with Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. Uh, they've been kind of sharing injuries back and forth, almost like a cold. Um, and that's continued. Uh, Mark Stone has been a big surprise for them. And I say surprise, meaning he's played, I want to say he's played every game. Um, and uh, he had a hat trick um, a couple nights ago. Um, so thank God they've actually had Mark Stone healthy because Jack Eichel's been out. Eichel's injured. Um, I want to say he's more than day to day. He may be week to week right now. Um, and along with their goaltending issues as well, uh, Vegas, they're still comfortably in the playoffs, but they've actually only won four games in the last 14. It's concerning. So again, they got to get healthy and they actually, I think once they get healthy, they know how to win. They're kind of like Boston in that way. They'll figure it out. They're going to be a tough out in the playoff. I wouldn't want to play them, especially if they're healthy. Yeah, guy, we threw some bets on this year. Alex Ovechkin looking for the shots. He's now banged up. Washington Capitals kind of look like a disaster right now. Uh, boring, boring team. Uh, JT, they don't shoot the puck, and they don't allow any shots. So it's basically just carrying the puck around the ice and between the blue lines. Running the four corners. Just running yep, four it, corners. It's just, <laughs> it's just nothing's happening. Ovechkin's injured now. I mean, I think he's been out three straight games, and that's kind of big for Ovechkin. He doesn't miss a whole lot of time. Um, and you know, you, you got guys like, uh, Dylan Strome picking them up and now match patch is actually back, but match patch let's face it. He's old. Uh, he's been injury prone. He's born on his Achilles twice. That's not a guy they can really rely on actually help carry the pace. Washington somehow they're still actually above 500 and actually in a playoff run. And they're just kind of like St. Louis. I have no idea how they're actually doing it. What about, uh, Winnipeg jets to kind of finish this thing off? Yeah, uh, finish it off uh, with with the best goaltender in the league, and that's Connor Hellebuck. You and I actually did a pretty big piece on Hellebuck, I believe, back in maybe episode 10 or 11 um, of our podcast here, talking about how we actually thought he had actually rounded himself out to be the best goaltender in the NHL now and actually surplanting guys like Vasilevsky from Tampa Bay. Man, he has been phenomenal. He has been so unbelievably good, reliable, and steady. Kyle Connor is finally back from the injury, JT, and guess what he does last night? Scoring goals. Um, Finally and, back. I got to get him off my IR. He's been on my IR forever. I I, I need him. I need him bad. Yeah, the, the league's got to take notice of Winnipeg because mm-hmm. they were actually already the best team in the NHL without Kyle Connor for some time. And now Connor's actually back. I mean, could you imagine now bringing back your best player and your best goal scorer as well to go into that? And while he's been out, guys like Eors and Perfetti have actually grown. They've actually stepped up into their roles. So now Winnipeg all of a sudden is a very dangerous team from top to bottom. I really like Winnipeg. Host, any final thoughts as we went 32 and 32 here? We're right at the uh, just over the hour mark. So we're going to finish things up here. Any final thoughts uh, for tonight? Yeah, final thoughts are I'm gonna go ahead and make uh, I'm gonna make three drinks next time and line them all <laughs> up here uh, because a I've been talking a lot, two I'm actually parched, and one drink's not gonna do it. Mm. But uh, other than that, JT, I kind of like us uh, doing this format. What I think we'll do is maybe once every four or five weeks, it's time to reset. It's time to kind of talk about where the teams are. We may just go ahead and do this 
32 in 32. Well, that didn't work out. It's not in 32 minutes. That didn't work out at all. We did 32. I think you were. Minutes. I think you were pretty but, good about doing 32 and 32. I threw in the extra, and I think that that extended the time. So we have a JT. I, I, I need you. I need you. So what we're <laughs> going to do is we're going to find out a nice name for this. But nevertheless, it's going to. We can't say 32 thoughts because that would actually. I like steal to. I like to podcast, call. So. I like to call it the quick hitters. We can call it the quick hitters. You know, something like rapid that. fire. Yeah, yeah something rapid like that. Fire. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Something to call, something nifty, but where we cover every 32 teams, maybe every four or five weeks. And I think that would be a good format. So this has been really, really fun. Yeah, everybody check out Toast Clark on the X. Toast Clark, make sure you check out Toast Takes. Uh, his gambling takes every uh, every night for the most part when there's games. Uh, United, uh, we're not putting anything together. But just get on there and take it out. Look at that, Toast Clark. Uh, on the X, you can also look at um, the JT Bruce Stew at JT Bruce Stew on the X is, is the home of uh, the Stew with JT Bruce. We always post the toast takes on there. Uh, you can always check out my page at JT Orange talking hockey. I always talk a ton of football as well. So you can always get on there and talk to me about either one of those things. Give us both. Uh, give us a like and a follow on those. Make sure to check out the show. Uh, the Stew with JT Brew. Hit us up. Subscribe, jump on during the live sessions on YouTube. Give us your comments, give us your takes, anything you want to talk about. Uh, we'd love uh, to hear from you guys and anything you want us to discuss. So we appreciate it. Thanks uh, to Brian Toast Clark for joining me. I'm Justin Taylor, JT. This has been The Stew with JT Brew. We'll check you guys next time. Uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery. Yo.